Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? I was thinking about how I would respond to this question. I don't know what that will of feelings is, but I feel awake. That is nice. That is a really good way to feel. Yes. Alert. Wonderful. I feel. <laughs> how are you? I feel present and grateful to do this work. That's a good feeling. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 y'all. Just take a second to breathe deep today. And perhaps it gives you permission to do the same, but it's going to take some deep breathing and reflecting to process the way I feel. (laughs) How are you feeling? In addition to being present and grateful for this work, I am feeling the beauty, the fullness, the effects of parenthood. Okay. I, I love how you phrase that. Well, it has to be. It's without a doubt the fullness. It has to be. And because I have reference of days that I longed for, I welcome these days, even if they challenge me insofar as I know they're teaching me. Mm. But yeah, I just want to name it that our dearest Kamali is... <laughs> Forever changing and ongoing and growing. So I'm learning more about Kamali's personality and her, the intensity of her feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the persistence of expressing herself and how it challenges her and challenges me. I actually enjoy watching her express herself. I am having my own set of experiences with her intensity in expressing herself. (laughs) No, really, because I think it's, you know, we talk about all the blessings of a child being advanced. You know, how they process eye contact, communication, when they take their first steps and the likes thereof. And that's beautiful. But the other side of having a really advanced child is their will, their determination, their communication. But she's one, like 14 months one. Right. So like you just started being one. Right. You you, you ain't even been here that long. You've only been here 14 months. You just started your job as a one-year-old, right? (laughs) You're still under your 90-day review. As a one-year-old, that's how you have to frame it. So she's beginning to be one and her feelings are big. They're bigger than one for sure. so big. And I knew these feelings would be big. And it's funny, last night, Karee and I, as we were shutting down the house, you know, shutting down the kitchen, preparing ourselves for bed. This is after Kamali is asleep. And I'm working on my work. Karee is doing the dishes and it's quiet for the most part. And then he says to me, I'm going to just tell her like, I'm not okay with what's happening. Yeah. And I was like, what? He was like, no, no I'm going to talk to her about it. Cause- no, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I don't know what it's like for y'all, but there are two places that I... Oh, Jafar. Hello, Jafar. Jafar is here, y'all. There are two places where I tend to process a lot of my feelings. And I want to name that these feelings can be in the spectrum of like processing them in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Or like straight up, yeah, it's funk on site. Like <laughs> these two things... When I'm driving, I can really clear my mind or my anger can intensify about whatever I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. A drive can really make you rehearse all your lines in your head. It sure can. (laughs) And watch when I see them. (laughs) And the dishes. The dishes. Ah, Is that what that is? Well, I can do dishes. Like I can think about anything while doing the dishes. I know how to do dishes and multitask. So I don't have to think about doing dishes. Okay. So my mind can do whatever it wants to do. It can check inventory. I get it. 
think about travel plans, bills. It can does whatever. Yeah. Last night while doing the dishes, I was thinking about telling Kamali that I'm I'm not really impressed with her cooking. <laughs> he and, did say that. He said and the this. Mess, the mess she leaves behind when when preparing a meal that no one is eating. <laughs> Kamali doesn't eat it. We don't eat it. But she cooks every day, and she leaves this this mess. And I want to teach her how to clean as she cooks. But again, she's <laughs> she's she's still on her ninety day review of being one. So hey, and let me tell you, when she came here, I remember I remember her cry. Okay, and I remember how I mean it. It, it was loud, but it was it had a lot of emotion behind it It, yeah in fact it was actually less loud than it was loud because she held her breath so long that's what it is because it's so intense it's so intense ever since she got here it's super intense like it's it's how however offended she is is how long she will hold her breath and then she will release that that scream that that cry to let you know i am very unsatisfied with what is happening and this is unacceptable which is why I had her on the set of the Breathe music video, because I knew that she would have to practice breathing based on how she got here. But what I'm saying, Rhea, is like when I first heard that cry, experienced that frustration when she was very, 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 very small. I said to myself, oh, no, we're, <laughs> we're in for something like I couldn't because I couldn't imagine that it would change. It would it wouldn't like regress. It would only grow. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as her emotions got bigger. Like now I also want to. <laughs> clarify that Kamali has a lot of emotions many of which are happy and dancing oh, she's and she, she's got the moves she has a sense of humor she spends a lot she's of time funny. joking and making jokes and she she didn't spend a lot of time crying that's the thing like we didn't have a child who spent a lot of time crying for the most part her needs were met and we could tell what a cry was about and I remember when the cry was mostly just about like you know my diaper I'm hungry mm-hmm. right or I fell mm-hmm about my head. Yeah, but now these cries are a direct response to something she experiences as unfavorable to her. <laughs> and that can be anything. It doesn't have to be directly to her. It can be something she sees that interrupts how she feels. One of the things that she cries about that it takes me a second to catch on because I wasn't even thinking about you when I was doing this. <laughs> like, say I'm taking out the trash and I have to go through the the child safety gate the idea that the gate is now open and it closes before i can get to it and get on the other side of it immediate immediate how could you how could you hand on head rubbing face i mean devastation and i i make a a habit of mind and a habit of practice i always talk to her about what i'm doing about why i'm doing it and it having no intention on making her feel right that i i don't see her Mm. so i'm very clear on this I communicate this to her regularly, but that's when I am most mindful. So I had that skill, let's just say for about the first hundred repetitions. And you would think that by after a hundred reps, it's locked and loaded. What I'm finding is that my capacity is shifting. <laughs> and even after doing it successful 100 times, it's like somewhere around rep 120. I'm like, yo, you really gonna make me do this again? Like, yeah. And because it's a new day, she's presenting new responses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and new expectations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when i thought i was doing really well for you know 100 120 whatever the consistency i asked myself why is it that i don't want to have the same level of consistency as i had before mm. oh that's because my capacity is changing because my feelings are changing Ooh. about the way she's responding 
because I find myself challenged in the consistency of explaining myself. Right. And this is the funniest part. This is the funniest part of it. All of my experience is coming back to me. I remember all my years in education and you'd have maybe a substitute or maybe somebody new to the field. And, you know, they would say out loud. I love when they say this, like with all the adult supremacy they can muster up. Right. <laughs> I'm not about to be repeating myself <laughs> like hell you are. Yeah, you are. That's actually what you signed up for. Yeah. Right. How many, time, school, how many times can you repeat yourself effectively? <laughs> right. That's actually what you signed up for. But that's because it's not a matter of a punishment for you in repeating yourself. The goal is to effectively communicate what the young person needs to understand. And you'll learn a lot about yourself in that process, too. Mm. But all of this mitigated against rest. See, that's that's the variable that right there. Right there. Right. The rest. Oh, yes. It impacts directly how mindful you can be. Right. Or how full your mind is going to be. Just shaking my head. (laughs) So, yeah, I really I really appreciate that. This is a space where we get to reflect on our practice of loving more abundantly Mm. across all experiences. And we speak about loving more abundantly, particularly in the context of what challenges us. And yes, grief is challenging. And loving your partner across difference of perspective can be challenging. No one tells you like exactly what day parenthood becomes challenging. (laughs) Because your goal is, oh, I love you so much. Right. I just love you. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I I love you so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you spend a lot of your time just expressing that love and building that love and exploring that love. So when you look at one day and say, I love you. Why are you acting like that? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm tired. (laughs) Why are you acting like that? So this is beautiful because when compared to the days that we long to hold a child of our own, nurture and grow and get to know their personalities, their voice, their tendency, their reasoning, their rhythm, their sense of humor, their smile, how their genes change or how their features change, how their teeth change their face and their smile, you know, when the tooth falls out. That time when all kids get chubby, you know, it's like this whole thing. I didn't get chubby. Didn't happen to you a little bit? No. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Well, because if we base it upon, (laughs) if we base it. Pull up an affirmation. I am, but but I'm laughing because if we base it upon like the type of stuff your parents say to you, you would think differently, right? When they be having the liberty to point out what they think. Oh, yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll leave that there. That's but, funny. But I'm, I'm, but I'm saying this, though. I have respect for these challenges because I remember when I longed for the days to parent a child this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware enough to know that I welcome even the challenges, but I am human enough to know that the challenges are challenging me. <laughs> okay. Yes. What's our affirmation today, Felicia? I have one from my book that could be fitting. It's on page 78. Mm -hmm. And it reads, when there are hard days, there is wisdom also. I acknowledge the gift of wisdom in hard days. Mm. There's wisdom in hard days. (laughs) I want to build the mindfulness to find the wisdom in all days. Mm. But those hard days sure do grow you. (laughs) Right? Mm-hmm. They grow you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I also have found revelation in days of rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just also want to acknowledge that. 
I have found revelation in days of rest. But instead of running from the hard days, leaning into them renders such growth opportunities. And there's wisdom there. Absolutely. I am trying to maintain the practice of searching for that wisdom when challenged. Mm -hmm. And particularly as we're talking when challenged as Kamali's parent, Mm -hmm. you know, searching for, okay, one, just being aware of my feelings Mm -hmm. and being mindful of my response. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly challenging to practice these habits of mine when working with her, just helping her navigate her feelings around a matter. Mm-hmm. It's even more challenging when I'm hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and I remember before being hit, I was watching my friends um, get hit by their one year olds. <laughs> And I said to Kariga, hey, man, what are we going to do when we get hit? And and Riga was like, we're not going to get hit. <laughs> I was like, hey, I think we're going to get hit. Because <laughs> I've been watching these sweet little babies hit their parents out of frustration. And so. I mean, I know I don't have a memory of being one, but I just couldn't imagine me hitting my parents at any point in time in my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Not like, no, based on what I remember about. How they raised me. I don't think okay, I Okay, exactly, ever, I right? Think, so I Listen, I don't think I ever had it in my mind. So I'm, right, I can't recall doing yeah. anything like that. Of course, but, now, 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 now people are really bringing up their one-year-old lack of memory, right? Like, no, nah, <laughs> I didn't act like that. I didn't I, act. Ain't no way, right? Couldn't have been. But I, so I'm glad you bring that up because I'm talking to my mom, you know, uh-huh. about this. Like, hey, you know, I'm getting hit. Mm-hmm. And you you know she's telling me but you better pop her back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like she's one. You know like this is this is her form of communication. <laughs> like what I do know, what I understand, right, is that Kamali does not have all of her words yet and she's trying to find them. And she spends so much time around us watching us exchange words and communicate with each other and she is trying her best to do the same. And when she doesn't have words, she has body motion and movement, right? You don't want your diaper changed. So what do you do? You turn over and you try and get up off the couch. And you also scream very loudly to let me know, hey, I'm not trying to have my diaper changed right now. Mm. When you're hitting me, you're obviously unhappy with something that I did. I could have picked you up and you wanted to walk. I mean, that's the most recent thing, right? So I am aware of these things. But as you say, like, okay, I'm aware today. I was aware yesterday, the day before. But tomorrow when I get hit, I'm starting to feel like, okay, I, I'm aware, but like, it's I got to I gotta figure something it's out. Wearing like, it's wearing on me. I got to figure something out. Now, you're not going to keep getting a fade on me. And, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. You sneaking me. like Every time? Every time. And it's funny. I was talking to our, our producer, Crystal, about this. Mm-hmm. And she actually shared with me. So, Cherie Sims, who mm-hmm. also has a podcast on the Black Love Podcast mm-hmm. Network. It's uh, called parenting for the culture so her advice is to redirect the hit so i'm like okay well, where do, you know like how how do we redirect it like yeah this is interesting this is interesting right and i'm even finding myself now like all right what books can i go to to like <laughs> guide me like there there's one book in particular that i i value and i've only read the infant part because well that's where i was now i got to get into this toddler so i i'm going to go back in and revisit that and have a report for y'all about my my approach 
But what I love about the author's philosophy in parenting is that it is something that is happening within. There's this redirection to the parent's response and what the parent is experiencing. And I liken her perspective to really like how I felt when as Kamayu's mom, Mm -hmm. my parenting had to happen in that way where I spent a lot of time going inward about how I'm showing up as her mother. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly <laughs> different experience right now. <laughs> All right. So look, I'm laughing because sometimes scenarios and jokes go on in my head in real life. <laughs> and I'm thinking about what it means when we experience a challenge with somebody's response to us and when their response means nothing to us. Okay. So I'm thinking about a situation in traffic where somebody is seemingly in a rush or driving impatient or not sharing the road. Right. Mm -hmm. And they do all that hyper performance to end up at the same red light. (laughs) And the way you feel when you pull up to that red light, right. Using less fuel, right. (laughs) Taking your time. You feel like, hey, man, just take it easy. And we don't take offense to their driving or what they did because it didn't impact us in the long term. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to not be as deeply affected by someone's actions when we know they don't control our actions. So what makes it so different, right? When we are experiencing a one-year-old person, right? Like you don't, you're not fully aware of all the rules of life and how it works and your response to actions are unfavorable, right? So I I could, at my age, I could look past everything this one-year-old person does because I know you're only a one-year-old person and you don't understand the big picture yet. But somewhere in there, I go against my better mind and say, nah, this is personal, <laughs> right? This one-year-old is doing this personally. Well, and I think we, I, and please don't lose your train of thought. I feel like maybe we do this because, hey, I've spent all my time with you. Mm-hmm. So I have a pretty good idea of everything that's happening to you and, and around you. So it's like you have, it's, it's like you have the actual hindsight of this child's life. Yeah, but you have their life is not their feelings. True. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it as this continuum is I know everything about you. So what could you be feeling this way about? I could feel any way I want to feel on any given day because they're my <laughs> feelings. But I was saying that it's not that I actually get offended like, but now nah, today I'm not going to accept that. I recognize that there is a limiter in my capacity. Mm. So it's the difference between that person driving, hyper performing and trying to get all around you but you knowing that it doesn't really impact you or on that, the difference of that day is just like, you know what? I don't have capacity for you doing this. Hmm. So then you pull up to that red light and you try to stare them down, right? Like, well, look at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mach one driver. You know what I'm saying? How fast were you? You know, it's this <laughs> idea, right? But what we're really having is a reflection of our own capacity, mm. a reflection of our own ability mm-hmm. and where we are in that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to share an affirmation that I think might also speak to this. Okay. And I'm laughing because never did I ever think this would be coming, like speaking to my parenting experience. (laughs) But it reads, this is from the Toolkit for Reflection and Manifesting the Light Within. Mm -hmm. We're reading from page 64 and it reads, when we are intentional about where our words are coming from, Mm. we can be more mindful about our speech. Mm. When we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. So I'm still fortunate to know, to be mindful about where my words are coming from. Mm-hmm. And I know the difference between my response when I feel like I have enough rest mm-hmm. 
and when I feel like she intentionally woke up too early to interrupt <laughs> the rest cycle of the people who meet her needs. Okay, so, now nah, I'm playing, but. <laughs> Literally today, I was like, yo, I don't know what her problem is. Like, she knows she could at least have two more hours of sleep. Like, what are you doing waking up at 6.50? So what Felicia does is says, Rig, I need your help. And, I tried. And then and then that, what that means is her needing my help isn't actually needing my help. Because no. help would mean that we're doing it together. No, what that's she, not no, listen, listen, what it actually means is, hey, dog, <laughs> I'm signing off, bro, because I can't take this. And help looks like, okay, you take this. So. Hey. That, no, no, no. It's okay. No, but, no, no, no. I don't want you to say that. But that's, I don't want you to say that. But, but listen, what is happening is I am reaching my capacity. Wait, wait you can't say I don't want you to say that. I don't then, want you to say that. And then proceed to say what, what you want to say. what is happening is I am reaching my capacity. When I have nursed her. And that's beautiful. Hold on. Let me continue. And, no, no, no. And Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. See how we can do that? That was a really good practice. <laughs> The reason why I understand I need your help right now is because I don't share or take responsibility of the act of nursing and not on a singular mode, but on an aggregate effect. When she was nursing in the middle of the night, two and three times to that first morning nurse, that still is not my shift because I can't meet her need in that direct moment because she chose to stop taking a bottle a long time ago. She chose. I remember the day it was a clear decision and that should have been an indicator of her choice and will. Uh, to resist right, right there six weeks yeah, just decided to but because i'm aware of these aggregate experiences of course i understand what it means when i need help and i absorb the responsibility of that moment that's what that's why i have a deep respect for folks who are having the parenting experience by themselves yeah because like who do you turn to when you when you don't have capacity anymore but i take her and i'm laughing because i experienced the most intense human being now we're talking about a one-year-old person but all of her feelings are intense and they don't, they don't like intensify. It's intense now, <laughs> intense now with repetition. Yes. And, and physical strength so, and, and a great deal of physical strength. So what I, when I used to admire her physical strength, like, oh, look how strong she is. She can hold herself up. Right. Well, that same strength is now being used to say, Hey, I do not want what you are giving. Nope. And guess what y'all I'm only giving hugs and pat on the back That's to get it. some rest. And it, nope, I don't want it because you're trying to put me to sleep and I want to be up and active, but I actually need rest. So can you help me go to sleep? Right. right? It's all those things in the same sentence. But today was unique because she gave me like 11 minutes, not an exaggeration, 11 minutes of her greatest physical fight, every <laughs> muscle in her body. And I said to myself, oh, she got to be tired soon. Got to be. So I let up. And I did it again. Okay. That's right. You took a picture and sent it to me. Uh-huh. It, and it's like the only picture where she kind of looks like you. It's crazy. Go ahead. We'll have to get to your support and understanding <laughs> that in another episode. But I say this in fullness because our children offer us an experience with ourself. Mm-hmm. To know ourselves deeper. To know what challenges us. How to respond to what challenges us with love, how to respond to opportunities to grow in our practice. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, I consider myself blessed to be her father, to be Kamayu's father. But I also know it's a deep blessing to be able to come here in this space and create reference. And maybe somewhere in the thread, someone gets back to us with their experiences that help, you know, <laughs> humanize this part of being challenged by a one-year-old person. <laughs> but I, I say this because... How privileged are we to be able to work on ourselves mm. 
while caring for life that will be the future. So not only am I able to help shape the values of what I do and what I believe and how I show up in the world, but I have a chance to cultivate and grow someone who will show up in the world, hopefully as a an adult and as an elder who makes space for others, mm-hmm. who's reflective in their experiences while becoming a better version of myself because the work she requires me to do. Say that. So I make no I make no quarrel with it. I might joke a lot because it's yeah. mind blowing to think that a one year old person Well I never saw this coming. And that's and that's the thing <laughs> that parents who have parented before you and grandparents and people they know things. Right. <laughs> And these are the type of things they know. And this is what they were trying to articulate, but it's just better. It's better expressed than told about. But without a doubt, this one-year-old person, y'all, and no matter how cute y'all see her posing. She fought to get down. On the ground. Just know that. She fought to get down. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you see her real cute, there was a fight that preceded it. And it wasn't for her to do her hair or style her. It was her free will as measured against what we thought the plans were. Mm -hmm. And somewhere we make pivots. And we concede and we work together. But I make it very clear. It's an honor. It's an honor to yeah, grow this way again. Yeah, it is. And I always got you, Alfie. Oh, thank you, Rico. Yeah. Morning, noon, or night. <laughs> he does. He does. And it, it's not even just like because he has to do this because I'm nursing. In fact, he, Kariga really enjoys like showing up and helping us as a family. Like we... We all have our our roles and he is phenomenal when I tell you, because the amount of sleep that I used to get, he knows it. He knows what I truly desire. And and he he really like he will lose sleep to let me sleep. y'all. I know what she's capable of. y'all. <laughs> I have never met a human being in this lifetime who's had the talent to sleep like Felicia prior to becoming a mother. She didn't play about her rest. I didn't. I did it. And I think it's just so sweet how like that. That's the thing for me. Riga, I appreciate that act of service. Like, oh, it's the sweetest thing. <laughs> without a doubt. It, sweetest thing I've ever known. It's it's sleep. crazy. It's crazy to me, like how unsettling that compliment feels. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, no worries. It feels good to help you in inside. Inside. I'm just kind of like if she don't get some damn sleep. And I'm not talking about Felicia, I'm talking about Kamali, right? Because she's pressing on everybody. But no, on the real though, Fee, I want to say this. All of these increments, they're just chapters. Right. There's a whole person we will experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who's going to blow our mind in what they say, do, and how they show up and how they respond to what challenges them. Mm-hmm. And as a father, I take a great deal of honor in being present for the teaching and learning and the emotional safety of the house. Yeah. Not just physical safety and not just providing, but the emotional safety. So I think about all my years as a teacher, all my years as a special educator, all my years as a director of culture. And I'm looking at how all these competencies show up in my home, in my practice, in my greatest work mm-hmm. to make sure everybody is emotionally safe enough to express themselves and become the best version of themselves. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to snap. we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of soul affirmations with kariga and and felicia Felicia. snap (laughs) no really we do appreciate you all and thank you for creating spaces for black families to explore wellness to be well 
to love more abundantly. Mm-hmm. How privileged we are to come to this space and have a conversation that we needed and that many can identify with. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill, our editor, Masu McLemore, and the whole Black Love Podcast family. Massive love. Can't wait to see y'all on the premiere for the new Black Love season. Yes. Yeah. Tune into that. <laughs> Massive love. Massive love.